0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Strike Noise, your uh, semi-monthly baseball history podcast. My name is Jeff, I'm one half of the show. Joining me, as always, the other part of the show, Mark A. Johnston. Mark, I haven't spoken to you for a while. How are you doing?
1: You know, it's good to be back on the microphone. Uh, I've been coming into my office and just talking on it at random, just to feel like I was back at home on Two Strike Noise. But here we are, and uh, we're ready to do a show. This is going to be fun.
0: I'm guessing that a lot of our longtime listeners probably know why we've taken a little bit of a break. I mean, first of all, we did a show every week for like three and a half years. So a little bit of leeway I think we've earned. But also, you know, if you listen to this show, you're a big baseball fan. And I don't know if you've ever had your favorite team, whatever sport or maybe not even baseball, just any sport taken away from you. And Looks like I'm gonna have my second. Uh, this one obviously much more important than my first, though. And you know, it's it's this uh, this absence has been on me. I've not been in a mood to really talk a lot about baseball uh, recently. So, but understandably uh, so, Jeff. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everybody else. I got a lot of uh, a lot of messages. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, hey, sorry messages. A lot of uh, a lot of people curious uh, where my fandom is gonna go. Um, I'll tell you this it will not be going to Las Vegas but uh, (laughs) I think uh, that that just leads us right into our first topic of discussion let's just get rid of the formalities here let's get right into into BP so and there's going to be uh, two professional baseball teams at least next year in Oakland. The, uh, Two
1: professional teams.
0: Yeah, so we've got the we've got the lowercase A's, of course, but uh, already stepping in is a uh, an independent team, the Oakland Ballers, or as they like to be called, the Oakland Bees of the Pioneer League. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so Don Wakamatsu, a longtime Major League coach, manager, even of your Seattle Mariners, Mark. That's right. And Bay Area resident has come out of retirement. He is going to be the leadoff. Oh, wait, no, he's not gonna be the leadoff better. That's my <laughs> bad. Uh, he is gonna manage the team. And uh I have or I am excited. I am thinking I will probably buy season tickets to this this team. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? They're gonna be playing at Laney College, which is coincidentally one of the former sites that the new A's stadium was gonna be built on. Just the, uh, the A's didn't tell Laney College that that was the plan. And they're like, no, but uh, it's it's one BART stop. Or no, actually, it's two BART stops away from the Coliseum. I have tried to buy some B's merchandise and it is all sold out already, which is a good wow. I'm really hoping it becomes not like this Savannah Bananas, you know, not that that form of baseball, which I'd love. I love the Bananas, but I hope that it's something that the entire city gets behind and they've got a big crowd every game it's something that we can call our own since uh, we don't have the A's anymore.
1: Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Las Vegas fan base. What's, you know, what's it going to be? We were discussing this before with uh, Mitch, the other, the, the, I don't know. Is he the third beetle? Uh, he, he's the, the, he's the quiet Michigan.
0: one in the corner that nobody ever hears.
1: <laughs> we were talking about what kind of fan base they were going to have, you know, is it's, there's going to be a lot of tickets given out by casinos, comp and so on like that. And what's going to be the home fan base? Uh, I don't know.
0: It, well, I mean, okay, Las Vegas, going from the Bay Area to Las Vegas, I think the Bay Area is like the number eight or something like that TV market in the country. and Las Vegas is like number 46. Oh, there you go. I mean, they are going to be the smallest uh, the smallest city, the smallest uh, major league city period, easily. And everything I've seen, there is just a lack of who cares from Vegas (laughs) residents.
1: That's that's my concern right there is that are they going to have a home fan base?
0: Yeah, it it seems like the entire uh, legislature in Nevada just wants as much as possible in the city, whether anybody wants it or not. Just to have options, I guess. I don't know. I've seen a lack of uh, of caring that they're going to have a baseball team. I'm sure there are people that are excited about it. You know, they the minor league team, the triple A team for the A's, the Aviators, they don't draw. Right. Nobody wants to go to a game in, in July or August that's outdoors. They say they sell out, but they do not. There, you can, look at any game and there's not many people in the stands but the a's are certainly not going to give you a real number there but i was i was also thinking in the shower today that's where i do my thinking i think a lot of people do about this oakland bees team yes, yes. i can guarantee you that uh he who shall not be named and his little stooge uh are are Pounding their lawyers trying to figure out how to sue this team into oblivion for calling themselves the Oakland Bees and daring to uh, to use uh, green. And, and I don't know if it's going to be gold or yellow or what, but it's it's going to be the same colors as the A's. They don't own the colors. They don't own, you know, anything no, they don't own the letters either. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I have a bunch of Salt Lake Bees hats and uh, and uniforms, so I'm I'm halfway there already. It's like kind of. Uh, Let's talk about something that doesn't make me uh, angry. Yes. (laughs) uh, First of all, Ichiro. We've been talking about him the last couple of shows. We talked about him going on the tour, uh, you know, and helping out the high school teams, doing the annual uh, playing against the uh, high school girls. I think it's an all-star team at the Tokyo Dome. He threw a complete game shutout against them. Uh, Again, I think this is a little... He wants to help people, but I'm not sure that's really helping them. Uh, 116 pitches. Complete game shutout. He also picked up two hits at the plate. Of course he did. Yeah, not a lot of defensive help behind him, though, because uh, he had Dice K at shortstop. <laughs> wow. Okay,
1: well, man, I would have been interested to see that uh, during his career.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you want to see highlights of the game, though, you can go to YouTube because uh, there's plenty of highlights of that. I saw this. I couldn't believe this. I looked it up. It is absolutely true. Fun fact that Dice K has more career RBIs in the World Series than uh, both Aaron Judge and Mike Trout combined. <laughs> that's, one, that's one way to look at it. and Very true. Well, it's not just that Aaron Judge and Mike Trout have not been in the World Series. But the fact that K has two RBI in the World Series just is incredible. That's uh, impressive. Yeah, good for him. Also, though, on the Ichiro front, uh, just so you know, he is going to be hosting a live counseling session on Instagram. Okay. I don't know what he's counseling, but he'll be there apparently. Oh, huh, you know, I've been looking for a good counselor. You might want to keep looking. I'm not sure Ichiro's going to be the guy for you. <laughs> well, but. and I don't speak
1: very fluent Japanese Yeah, that,
0: there might be a little. Well, you know, he knows the bad words for sure, so. Yes, I've heard, yeah. Let's see. This is some, some sad news, but also some news that we don't usually talk about here on this show. But uh, Levi Walker has passed away. Now, name might not mean a lot to you, uh, just that's his government name i guess especially in this case but uh, he was chief nakahoma for 17 Ooh. seasons actually there were four of them but he was the last one and he was uh, the, the person that dressed up in the uh, outfit uh, for for atlanta for the last 17 years while they had a live mascot i had to look it up walker was actually he was a a veteran uh, of the armed forces and actually a member of the odawa tribe of Native Americans. So well, that gives him some credibility. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not just some white guy dressing up and, and doing <laughs> Like this. me standing out there exactly. going, hey, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. 1969 was the first season that he put on this outfit to play the mascot. This actually started in Milwaukee, apparently. They didn't name him in Milwaukee. It was just somebody dressed up like that. But uh, oh, he was okay. at almost every home game during that uh, that 17 years. Uh, In left field, they had a uh, a little teepee set up out there as well. And that went all the way through 1986. Now, this is an interesting note. In 1982, they removed his teepee because uh, Atlanta that season started the season with a 13-game winning streak. So Ted Turner, never to turn his nose up at money, removed the teepee so they could add more seats in that location <laughs> which those would be high money seats yeah. and, and so he added those but then the team lost 19 of their next 21 games <laughs> fell out of first place and the fans who were more than justitious they were they were superstitious uh said hey this uh this whole great start of the season turned around when you remove the TP." so they put the TP back and they went on to win the nl west that year I did not know that. That's yeah, fantastic. I didn't know that either. That's a pretty uh, pretty funny story for um, something that we normally don't, we don't even say the, the Atlanta team's nickname here on this podcast, so to, to talk about that is something, but uh, I'm glad that kind of stuff is gone uh, the way the Dodo, which we do talk about the Dodo quite a bit. Yes. Uh, which of us is nicknamed the Dodo? I forget. Uh, well, I mean, if you ask either of our wives, they will have different answers, but. That's a good point. Yeah. I was crying earlier today, Mark, before we came before we started this. Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Yes. New York Mets first baseman, at least right now. Hopefully they'll sign him to an extension here. But uh, I saw a clip of uh, a a new show on, uh, it was like the new news or something from New York, and they had a veteran on who was given a service dog by the Pete Alonzo Foundation. And this guy was just you know, saying how this had turned his life around, you know, he had problems and this dog was helping him and, you know, dogs are freaking awesome in the first place. And uh, then uh, unbeknownst to this veteran, uh, Pete Alonzo was there to meet him and came out and gave him a hug and uh, everyone started crying. And so I, I only cry when people are crying due to happiness or an animal has been injured or... Worse. And so I was in tears watching this.
1: Well, I kind of teared up just listening to the story. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great.
0: Pete Alonso is such I mean, he's the he's like Joey Votto. I mean, he doesn't take himself seriously, but he does a lot of good. And uh his fan base, whatever team, if he's not on the Mets, uh hopefully he will be for a long time, but if he's not on the Mets, any fan base where he goes is gonna love him, you know, forever.
1: No question
0: let's see also you know there is baseball going on we'll talk about uh, baseball united here shortly but there is baseball going on elsewhere in the world of course there's the arizona fall league there's the australian league which is going on right now but of course also down in the the caribbean or the caribbean whether you're a disney fan or not i know mark gets worked up about that (laughs) yes Uh, so uh the national league MVP ronald acuna jr is is playing winter ball as he likes to do he's appeared in seven games in the venezuelan winter league so far he's 15 for 32 with three homers three doubles and a triple
1: that's not bad
0: yeah so half of his base hits have been for extra bases already I mean, he's just picking up what he did all year, though.
1: Yeah. Wow. Just still continuing to impress no matter where he
0: is. Yeah, he is. He is great. Let's see, Mark. I am getting ready for Fantasy Camp. uh, Despite my disdain for my favorite team's ownership right now, I am still going to Fantasy Camp again this year. And uh, just while preparing and and doing some, I, I like to look at content from other teams, Fantasy Camps. And what I found out. Is that there are, uh, I know that there's hockey fantasy camps. I've talked, I think I talked about that before. There are uh, other fantasy camps that I was unaware of. There are professional wrestling fantasy camps. Nice. There is one where the coaches are Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, one of my all time favorites, fellow athletics fan Gangrel, Jake the Snake, a sober Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. And Chavo Guerrero junior Yo, I think, are are they are the coaches now am I tough enough to do that absolutely not but man would I love to, <laughs> that would be so much fun uh, I'd love to mix it up with any of those guys I uh, yeah I just think That's awesome. I, I'm wondering if you've got to take out separate insurance though before you do yeah. a professional <laughs> we wrestling would think so because you know that stuff's real it's still real to me damn it <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's not that it's fake. It's
0: just that it's predetermined. It's very different. And I just love it when people, especially news reporters, are talking to a wrestler and say, well, I mean, you know, it's fake. And then they'll give them a, a, a chop across the chest where they'll have a, a hand mark on their chest for like three days afterwards. <laughs> yes. I love that stuff. Yeah.
1: Was that fake?
0: <laughs> so apparently there's also college football and basketball fantasy camps. I didn't see this for professional teams, but colleges have these camps, but they're only like a day long and it's, it doesn't really, I mean, I don't like football or basketball, so it doesn't really appeal to me, but I mean, the guys that that, that, that did it looked happy, so I'm glad they enjoyed it. I, I would jump at the chance to go to a Kansas
1: Jayhawks fantasy camp.
0: I mean well, I'm terrible at basketball. First of all, terrible. L- jump. I mean I've seen I've seen you jump and right. that's a bit of a stretch.
1: Well, you know, they used to call me at basketball. They called me the milkman because I always shot two percent.
0: God. <laughs> the fact that you just had that just like loaded in the chamber and ready to go with that <laughs> is pretty impressive. Now thank you, thank you. The joke itself elicited probably some eye rolls from people, but I want to give you props for just having that ready to go. That's, thank you, thank you. That's very good. Uh, let's see, I found this. So I was looking, I, I mentioned I was looking at other fantasy camps. Uh, the Yankees fantasy camp is, uh already happened, as has the Mets. The, the two weeks of Mets fantasy camp has already happened. And I was looking through, and I found an interview uh, with Mike Gallego, who was apparently a coach at the Yankees fantasy camp this year. And he had a great story here that he told uh, about him and who would then later go on to become a teammate of his for one season, Dave Parker. So listen to this and then we'll uh, we'll talk about it.
1: Well, Dave had just hit a double, and um, he was standing on the bag, and there was a pitching change, and I walked up to him, and he was standing on top of the bag, and he's looking down at me, and I'm, I put my, my chest on his belly, and I looked up at him, and I said, you're lucky you're standing on that bag. Uh, if you get off that bag, I'd kick your big old butt and uh, all over this ballpark, and he kind of looked at me, he smiled, and he says, you're a cute little fellow, aren't you? But Dave was a teammate of mine in, in Oakland, and uh, talk about um, one of the funniest guys You'll ever be very witty. Um, but another guy that, uh, uh, you know, when he played, he played hard. He brought it. He brought it every day when he got out there. And uh, he was somebody that you wanted on your side. No doubt.
0: Kind of reminds me of that picture of Aaron Judge and, and Jose Altuve standing next <laughs> to each other at second base. Yes. Yes. So Mike Gallego is 5'8". He's listed at 5'8". Well, we'll put an ish at the end of that. And then Dave sure. Parker is listed at 6'5" so there there could have legitimately especially if Parker was standing on the bag been a foot difference between the two of them great story we like to we like to to praise Mike Gaego here because that's the one of the Ricky things I'm not proud of was that was the if you're gonna pay me like gago I'm gonna play like gaego comment that he did <laughs> which is funny nonetheless yeah and gaego of course took it with a with a sense of humor and said I'm just surprised he knew my name <laughs> But Dave Parker is great. I mean, we've talked about Dave Parker. Uh, You know, unfortunately, he is in the the latter stages of of a fight with a... don't remember if it's Alzheimer's or if it's, it might be ALS, but he is not doing very well. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to see this guy that used to wear, you know, at one point a hockey mask because of an injury and a six, five, this big dude standing on the on deck circle, swinging a sledgehammer to see him in the state he is now is it's very sad. And we wish him, uh, wish him all the best. Always one of, I know he's always one of my favorite guys, uh, and I was glad he got to be in the A's for one season.
1: He was fun to watch, and he was a character.
0: I did mention uh, Thanksgiving. We uh, we we took a little bit of break over Thanksgiving, and uh, I did have some things written down here that I wanted to talk about going to Thanksgiving, and I don't want them to go to waste. So I did dig up some Thanksgiving baseball names. I just wanted to throw out there. It's a little. It's still timely. It's the holiday season. Uh, of course, we've got Turkey Stearns, um, somebody that I didn't know about until you did a story about him quite a while ago, but Turkey Stearns, good Thanksgiving baseball name. Perfect. Uh, a lot of guys with Turkey as nicknames. There's a guy named Dick Hall who was just n- nicknamed Turkey. I couldn't find out why. Maybe he liked Turkey. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he
1: looked like one.
0: Yeah. Maybe, you know, when you get older, some people get a little bit of, of a gobble chin underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe that was it. That's probably it. Uh Mike Dolan, his nickname was Turkey Mike. Uh, Frank Brower, who was nicknamed Turkey Foot. Now I'm guessing that he might have had he might have had some sort of farm machinery accident in his youth. <laughs> yes. Where he stuck his foot in a wood chipper or something and maybe had some problems with his feet. I'm yeah, guessing.
1: farm injuries back then. Yeah, definitely were.
0: Pie trainer. Oh, yeah. People eat pie. And that lead, led me to uh, Felix Pae, who spells his name P-I-E. Remember him with oh, the Cubs? That's right. But yes. it, it's it, it's a bit of a stretch, but not as big of a stretch as Steve Garvey, which is very close to Steve Gravy. It's just you got to rearrange it. That was me reaching. <laughs> what about but, Alexander's stovetop stuffing? Didn't
1: he? <laughs> didn't he? No, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking there of, uh, there was
0: nobody named Cranberry either. I looked it up.
1: Well, that's unfortunate.
0: No, but as somebody that does not care for Thanksgiving because I do not like any Thanksgiving foods, uh, I was okay with no cranberry. <laughs> I did find some other things, some teams here. The Plymouth Pilgrims of the oh, New England Collegiate Baseball League where uh, they have such uh, esteemed uh, alumni as Garrett Atkin, Jeremy Pena, Nick Margavicious. I, I can never say that name right. And Brent Rooker. Yeah, Brent Rooker. So a um, a couple of Mariner, a uh, Mariner and an Athletic there because didn't very nice marriage of it. I'm just gonna call him Marge. He he was with the Mariners, right? Yes. Because I couldn't pronounce his name when he was with them. So also, Thanksgiving Day used to be a day of pro baseball. Uh, it's now it's like football, right? You think of uh, right. NFL, but uh, in the 1800s. The season would be over, but pro baseball teams would play games against each other for charity on Thanksgiving, which no kidding. is something I didn't know. So I'd like to see that come back. Let's have some off-season tournaments. Love to see that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Speaking of baseball over Thanksgiving, Baseball United had their uh, two exhibition, or they call them showcase games, over at the Dubai International Stadium which is coincidentally located in Dubai. Weird. Yeah, it's weird how that happens. What are the odds? <laughs> Very slim, but they they pulled it off somehow. Uh, players like Robinson Cano, Andrelton, Simmons, Didi Gregorius, Bartolo Colon on the mound for the first game of one of those. Did you see any of these games, Mark? I know we were texting about them. I don't know if you saw any of them. I only watched highlights. Well, yeah. you probably got the gist of it. I, I watched the the last half of the first game, Uh, which is weird because uh, the the baseball United website said that they would be streaming them live there, but they were not. So no,
1: I looked there. I was, that was why I was so confused.
0: Yeah. um, They need, they, they, they claim that they broadcast it in over a hundred different countries, but the fact that there was nothing on their website is kind of confusing. But I did find a stream. Uh, I watched it. I have some thoughts about it. So uh, first of all, The gold balls. Did you see this? Yes. I am not a fan of this at all. (laughs) It's uh, different. It's different. So it's baseball, but there's it's a little bit different. It's not banana ball. Right. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, banana land (laughs) recently because it's just great. But uh, they've got gold balls. Well, they don't all have gold balls. There's, there's some gold baseballs. So let's put it that way. And uh, the offense can call for them to be used. They only have, I think, twice during a game. Uh, and I believe it's just one at bat. They say, hey, I want to use the gold balls. Uh, when they come in and those gold balls are used, uh, any runs scored are double. So if the bases are loaded and you hit a grand slam, that is an eight-run home run right there.
1: <laughs> wow, I've always wanted to hit an eight-run home run.
0: Yeah, so the the thought here being is that teams are always in the game. Like, if you're down by five runs and you've got two runners on, you call for that gold ball, and with one swing of the bat, you can take the lead,
1: which... It's amazing. It's, it's just an odd rule.
0: It's, it's you know, it's different, but I mean you don't you don't get innovation without these kind of things so uh, I give them you know hats off to that but the ball is all gold and this is the problem the seams are gold as well so you know you you hear stories about Tony Gwynn and and Ted Williams with this incredible eyesight that uh, you know could pick up the, the 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 seams on the ball and that's how a lot of major league you know batters they're looking at the seams to see what pitch it is and and all that but if you can't see that it it really makes it hard the 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 pitcher has a huge advantage but this is supposed to be an advantage for the batter (laughs) i thought it was for the pitcher too yeah okay no because the offense is calling for it but also you know i think it's dangerous one of the reasons that the spitball was outlawed was because the ball would get so dirty that the batters couldn't see the seams. Also they couldn't see the ball cause it didn't have lights, but you, you know, they couldn't tell if, Oh, they see the seams. Okay. This is a curve ball. I, I don't need to move. You don't have that advantage. <laughs> you you right. know, if you start, if a pitch starts up at your head, you better duck because you don't know if it's a breaking ball or a fastball. So I have some concerns about this. But that being said, uh, Pablo Sandoval hit a six-run home run in the second game. How about that? Uh, so I was thinking about this while I was in the shower. Again, I do a lot of baseball thinking in the shower. You do shower. a lot of showering. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, that's because it's the only time I think. Um, and I was thinking, you know, how often if somebody puts this ball in play in a major league you know, season of 162 games, how many times – is somebody going to actually hit a home run with that gold ball? And I'm thinking maybe a dozen times, maybe throughout the league for an entire year. And then uh, in in half of the games they play, somebody hits one. So what do I know?
1: Well, you know, and if, if a batter is very adept and good at hitting the
0: gold ball, he could be said to have the Midas touch. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then they could get Midas mufflers to sponsor right. it. Or golden grams, um, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. One of my top five Ooh, all-time a pitcher cereals. could be Goldfinger. You know, uh, it's it's pretty much endless. Why are they not hiring us for marketing? I don't know why not. But uh, a couple of other things here, apparently, and I don't know. Well, maybe this was just for the showcase. But you can be replaced in the field, but remain in the batting order. Because Robinson Cano was removed from the field, but he continued to bat. That might have just been to keep him in the game so that people could see, you know, a name that they know. more? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Bats appear to be any color you want. Well, MLB has a specific list of the colors that bats can be, except for those special games like Mother's Day or Father's Day. There were guys up there swinging some pretty funky looking bats which I'm all for. I'm that that one I'm fine with. Hey, express yourself. Yeah, I think Madonna uh put that best, right?
1: Uh, uh yes, she did.
0: <laughs> so at the end of the game though, this was interesting. Uh you know how the Yankees play New York New York after they win? Well, they played uh they played the uh, New York New York song but instead of saying New York New York it says Dubai Dubai. <laughs> Same I amount of syllables. Of that. It worked. Yeah. I, uh let's see this seating was very interesting now i was a little bit you know i'm thinking they're playing these games in cricket in cricket uh pitches and those are round and you know when the mlb goes uh they've been in australia they played on the uh, the very famous cricket ground there they play in a cricket ground when they go to uh, to england but they bring stands in so there's not like a oakland coliseum amount of of foul territory they did not do that here but they did sell seats they had round nets in foul territory with uh, with sofas and and tvs and stuff in there where i guess the high rollers got to sit
1: Uh, Um,
0: it seems a little dangerous to me though (laughs) it could be not to the people sitting in the in the, the the nets but to players, because, uh, you know, players going to be running after a ball in foul territory and not expect to have uh, either the Spanish Inquisition or just a big net right there with people sitting in it. But <laughs> right. I didn't see that happen. So maybe they know better. I don't know. But there's a lot of foul ground, let me tell you. And no foul poles. I don't know. Did you, if you saw that in the highlights, no foul poles. You know, I didn't recognize that. Yeah, and somebody hit a long shot that was foul but close. And I'm like, how are they ever going to understand if that was a home run or not? But whatever. Uh, I did also notice photographers standing literally right behind the catcher. Like, not behind anything, just in the field of play, no protection. And as somebody who sat in the same spot for years in Atlanta... But had the, you know, plexiglass in front of them, I will say that is very dangerous because there were just every game, there were several balls that hit that plexiglass right in front of me.
1: Yeah, I've seen photographers get hit by first pitches, you know, thrown
0: by a junk blow. Right. You hit in the junk, too. I mean, you can wear a cup, too, but... I mean, those are first pitches, though. These are balls coming off the bat at 100 miles per hour. Right. That could be scary. Really hope they they come up with some better safety rules. Uh, Also, Nick Swisher was doing color commentary on the broadcast and swore at one point. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be part of the shtick (laughs) of the broadcasts or not, but it's going to be like the gold ball. You get one swear for yeah. uh, game. <laughs> well, I mean, the broadcast rules in Dubai are much different than they are uh, in the US. But also oh, sure. that that veteran that I talked about earlier, uh, that Pete Alonso gave the service dog to, when Alonzo came onto the set and he saw him for the first time, he swore too and they didn't catch it, which I thought was great. But. <laughs> uh let's see if you haven't noticed this uh bp is going a little bit long this is uh this is kind of our welcome back episode where we we don't have a whole lot we don't have a real main story we're going to do bp here we're going to talk about the hall of fame as well after trivia but mark you had a note on some uh, on a on a current hall of famer that you wanted to talk about
1: yeah i found this interesting andre dawson a hall of famer the hawk who is in the hawk the legend who is has one of the best autographs you could ever see, too, by the way. Very symmetrical, really cool. He's in the Hall of Fame as a Montreal Expo. But now he doesn't want to be a Montreal Expo. He wants to be a Chicago Cup in the Hall. I, so, he played for 10 years in Montreal, though, didn't he? he yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure the reasoning behind it, um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's been done before.
0: I, I don't think anybody switched, no. And, yeah. I mean, uh, I I did see a quote from him where he said uh, at this point, he he said, quote, I realize there will probably be some backlash, but at this point, I'm 70 years old. Do you think I really care? (laughs) (laughs) Well stated. Now, he did play most of his career in montreal uh of course he came over to the cubs uh, collusion is a thing was a thing Uh, had a great year MVP year but then he went on to play for other teams like the red Sox and so so i'm not sure i mean i guess he kind of had a career a career year or two in chicago but uh does that really is, is that enough to to warrant the the cubs hat i wonder yeah. I Plus how many there's not many expos, if any. I that's interesting. I don't know off the top of my head how many Expos hats are on plaques in the Hall of Fame. That's a good question. I, I mean Randy Johnson is not wearing an Expos hat. No. Uh, Gary Carter, I believe, is probably wearing a, a Mets hat. Vladimir Guerrero Sr., I don't know, is is if he's wearing a logo at all, I'm not sure. Is anybody else that played a significant amount of time in Montreal in the Hall of Fame? I'm sure. I'm not sure. I guess I can't say I'm not sure. Also, uh, players that, and we've covered this before, that don't have logos. Uh, Let's see. Mad Dog. Greg Maddox doesn't have a logo. Uh, When I think of Greg Maddox, I definitely think of Atlanta. But obviously, he came up, spent time in Chicago with the Cubs, and even played there after he left Atlanta. Of course, this all comes back to I believe it was Wade Boggs who when he signed with with Tampa when they were a a new franchise, there was a rumor that part of his contract. And I think this uh, they the rumor was with Jose Canseco as well, that if they went into the Hall of Fame, they would uh, say, hey, I want to wear a Tampa hat. Right. And that's when Major League Baseball stepped in and said, no, we're going to decide what hat goes on the plaque now. You might have some input, but we're not going to allow that. Uh, Wade Boggs says that never happened.
1: Right. I think we've discussed that.
0: Yeah. Uh, You
1: know what I was thinking, though? What about Tim Raines? Is he in the hall as an expo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet you're right. I'll bet you're
0: right. That's a good
1: call. Good call. That's the only one I can think of. You said Gary Carter, which also makes sense.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I got to think the Mets with, with Carter. No, I think he does have a Mets cap, yeah. But yeah, Tim reigns I mean, uh, Tim played for a lot of teams after Montreal, but I don't think he's going to be wearing an Orioles you know, sure. logo there. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, maybe maybe we'll, we'll look into that a little bit more. and Maybe Yuppie will go into the hall. Well, I was going to say not if Tommy Lasorda has anything to say with it, but I guess Tommy <laughs> can't isn't going to voice those concerns anymore Uh, that's good uh mark let's do uh we are going to do some more hall of fame talk here but let's get to trivia because you know what this is the this is and i want to apologize because this is probably where our listeners have suffered the most uh, beyond having to listen to us again today but the fact that we left them with a trivia question like two and a half weeks ago and (laughs) it's been two and a half weeks right uh we left you with a cliffhanger i guess at this point because it was a question from longtime listener brian krauss who said since 1954 there have been five major league games that were forfeited four players played in two of them but only one was involved in three who was that now uh did you uh, did you have an answer did you come up with anything
1: I did not come up with anything. That one, that one is well beyond me.
0: <laughs> well, that's why we have to have uh, listeners give us these. Uh, that's these right. uh So uh, the answer is Rusty Torres. Yeah, that was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> anyway, nine years in the big leagues. Uh, spent no more than 2 years with a single team uh, 71 through 89 years like i said 655 games a 2.12 career batting average and a overall war of minus point 5 <laughs> i'm surprised that i didn't get that well he was a uh, you know Played all three positions in the outfield, did some uh, did some DHing, but uh, he was in three of them. The one I think that uh, was uh, kind of iffy was the Disco Demolition. Oh,
1: it was part of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's a little bit different because that was a double header and the first game was played and then obviously the antics on the field and then they had to call off the, and forfeit the second game. So it wasn't really like he played in the forfeited game, but still a great question. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's not, that's not something you're even going to be able to find quickly on Google.
0: No. Or Stathead, Right. Which is. See, I'm trying, when I come up with questions now, I try to not be stathead related because everyone just punches it in stat head and then they give right. me an answer. Let's see, here is the new question though, Mark. This one is, is right up your alley. This one, uh, you, you probably just have to put some thought into it. Or it's that head, either or whatever. Uh, there are four teams who have never had a player that only played for them in the uh, in their major league career. Now the qualifier here being that they had to play for ten years or more in the major leagues. So you know when Immaculate Grid comes up and it says uh, you know only played for one team, the way I get around it uh, to to get a low score is I just come up with a rookie on the team from last year. It's the only <laughs> team they played for. But there's a qualifier with this question. The player had to have played for 10 years or more. So there are four teams, like I said, that have never had a player like that. Can you name them? Absolutely not. But uh, give me a week. All right, I'll give you one week. Starting the clock right. right now. Uh, listeners, go ahead, let us, uh, let us know if you can come up with that, uh, any kind of answer there as well. Alright, so for our main part of the show this week, Mark, uh, since last we spoke, the uh, the Hall of Fame ballots for this year have come out. Uh, a week or two, uh, not a week or two, a show or two ago, we talked about the uh, historical uh, committee, the whatever that's called, I don't remember. It's been a rough couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, we went over the names that were uh, on that. And uh, we wanted to talk this week, though, about the uh, the players that are on the ballot, you know, kind of the contemporary players here. So let's look at this. There are a couple of new names on the ballots. Uh, I just want to list off the new names here off the bat. First, so got Jose Batista, uh, not the wrestler, of course, the Blue Jay. We've got Adrian Beltre, big sexies on it. Bartolo Colon, since he finally retired, you know, officially. Adrian Gonzalez. Matt Holliday is uh, on there for the first time. Uh, Joe Maurer is on there. Victor Martinez. Brandon Phillips. Jose Reyes, who I was once mistaken for somehow. (laughs) I don't know either. Uh, Let's see. uh, James Shields. You know, if you would have asked me if big game James was still pitching somewhere, I would have said yes. I did not know (laughs) he's been retired that long. Uh, Chase Utley and Captain America David Wright. Those are the new guys on the ballot. Any thoughts on uh, any any sure sure bets here on the on the new guys, Mark?
1: I think your best bet is going to be Adrian Beltre. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's got a career war of 93.5, and that's saying a lot. A little bit of a low on base at 339, but the guy hit 477 home runs, 3,166 hits.
0: And the defense, the gold oh, gloves. absolutely. I think he's a sure, sure thing here in the first ballot. A lot of things I was reading is, you know, could Adrian Beltre be the first position player? To be unanimously selected.
1: I guess that could happen.
0: It, could, it just depends. I Again, it's ridiculous that Mariano Rivera was the first one. <laughs> you know, Babe Ruth, right. Willie Mays, Henry Aaron, Ricky. You know, all these guys, Griffey, were not unanimously selected. It's a joke. Could Beltre yes, be the first position player? I don't know. Uh, if we've still got boomers voting, it's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. There, so, if you had to take away Adrian Beltre, who's who? Who of those other guys that I mentioned? Obviously, you're going to say James Shields, but I mean, beyond <laughs> that, who else? Uh, who else you got?
1: Well, I think you got to take a good long look at Joe Mauer. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a guy that played for Minnesota his entire career, uh, lifetime 306 hitter, lifetime on base of 388. Didn't have a ton of power. Hit 143 home runs. He did win an MVP, a couple of silver sluggers, maybe four or five of those actually, and um, you know a, an all star almost every year. Is somebody you got to look at
0: three batting titles as well as a catcher.
1: Yeah, as a and that's the other thing is is that catchers are not specifically known as great hitters all the time, uh, but he certainly was.
0: Yeah. Now I think the rub here with Joe Mauer is the fact that all of those kind of accolades came when he was a catcher but then he you know started to suffer from concussions they moved him to first base where he kind of became just an average player for the end Mm -hmm. of his career so were those you know if you don't if you drop everything from when he became a first baseman pretty much full-time or a dh is that enough i mean that was you know a problem with ernie banks that, yes. uh, you know, he eventually got into Hall of Fame, well-deserved. Absolutely. Uh, also, Willie McCovey. I mean, that's uh, when he moved to first base. Uh, I think Joe Maurer, frankly, I think he should be in. I don't have a, a super low bar set to get into the Hall of Fame, but I think Joe Maurer is definitely up there. I think he's. I think he's, he and Beltre, I would vote in if I had a vote here on the first ballot.
1: There, there were a few years where I did not want to see the Mariners face Joe Maurer.
0: Yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was yeah. he was absolutely great. I don't see, you know, I think Chase Utley could be in the discussion uh, for his first year. David yeah. Wright, you know, I think David Wright has an advantage having been a Met for his whole career, I believe. You know, he was in New York, so everything he did was amplified. I'm not yeah. sure I would vote for him. Chase Utley, I think, has a shot of, of my vote. I don't think he's going to get in on the first ballot, though.
1: Right, yeah, I think I think you're gonna you're gonna see Beltray for sure, and quite possibly Mauer from the first ballot, guys.
0: So the guys that are returning, uh, let's go through them quickly. We got Bobby Abreu. I loved Bobby Abreu. He was just a great baseball player. I do not think he's a Hall of Famer. Carlos Beltran. I just don't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, though, I will admit, a great baseball player. Made a ton of money off of an incredible postseason one year. I I just, I I would not vote for him as a Hall of Famer. Mark Burley, I vote for him as a uh, scoreboard operator Hall of Famer because of his pace of play. Oh, yes, absolutely. We appreciate those guys. Yeah, again, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Todd Helton. Oh, there there you've hit my nerve. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, apparently it's a lot of Hall of Fame voters' nerves too. This guy
1: belongs in the hall. I'm sorry. You can say what you want about playing in Colorado. The man could hit, the man could play a ball. And you know, if you're saying if you're saying he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, who from Colorado ever will?
0: Yeah, I mean I you know I'm one hundred percent on you on your side here. If if you're saying that if you play in Colorado, you will never get into the Hall of Fame, what's the point of having a team? Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: unfair. I think he belongs and I hope he gets
0: elected. Absolutely. And, you know, the the field has been leveled somewhat with every team now using humidors mandated by the league. But obviously the the at, at the attitude and the altitude will always <laughs> come into play. But I mean, the guy was just an incredible baseball player. He was an incredible hitter played, uh, you know, obviously played half of his games in Colorado, but. Man, I he was so close last year, too. He had 72.2% last year.
1: Right, and the threshold being 75, I really think he's going to get it in this year.
0: I, I really hope so. He definitely deserves it. And Absolutely. I, and, I mean, after him, who else are you thinking of from the Rockies? Like, you don't even have to deal with anybody else for a good— I don't even think there's a current player playing in Colorado— <laughs> that's going to be there their entire career that anybody needs to worry about this discussion again, just put him in. He's a great hitter. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matt Holiday. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> of other uh, guys that played in Colorado, big bat hall of famer. Not any day in my book.
1: No, uh, I don't think so either.
0: Uh, Torrey Hunter. Uh, I've got personal feelings about Torrey Hunter. I don't like him either. <laughs> He and Carlos Veltran can can go kick rocks. Great player. Uh Hall of Famer? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either, although I did enjoy watching him play. i okay. are supposed to say that makes one of us. Yeah, it makes one of us.
0: Uh Andrew Jones. A lot of home runs. A lot of home runs. Great defensive outfielder. Yep. Um, you know, this was a guy that I got to see in his prime every day in person. And I don't think I appreciated it. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, looking back and watching, uh, watching video of him now, I'm like, oh, I remember that catch. And I'm go- I am remember thinking, wow, that's, that's a, that's a hell of a catch. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had a bat too. I, I think he is a borderline guy. I, I, I could maybe check his, uh, his name.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, he's on the border for me too. I didn't see him play nearly as much as you did. Um, but uh, he he was he was a h- tough, hard nosed player. He uh, was out there to catch every ball that came anywhere near him.
0: And like I said, he could slug. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Andy Pettit never going to get in. Uh, no. Too many steroid steroid uh, allegations. Otherwise, you know what? I if he was clean, I would say he probably is a, a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Love him. Never going to get in. Nope. Alex Rodriguez. Hate him. Never going to get in. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> K-Rod Francisco Rodriguez. Dude has a lot of saves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about K-Rod uh, and I don't have his numbers open. I, like I said, I'm not really prepared right now. I don't have all their numbers open here in front of me. I'm just going by what I remember. I, I don't, I don't have K-Rod on my ballot. Uh, this guy I do, and this guy needs to get in 100% Jimmy Rollins.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Rollins, is uh, his numbers match up pretty well with other Hall of Famers.
0: Plus, I love the guy. He's a Bay Area guy, big Ricky fan, <laughs> and well, uh, his uh, his uh, finest card in uh, MLB The Show is absolutely one of my favorites, and I use it every single day. That makes it worth it right there. It really does. I roll has got to go in. That's a, that's a big check there by his name. Last year on the ballot here for Gary Sheffield. Yes. I don't Tough call. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get in. Not sure he was clean. It's quite. I mean, let's face it. There are guys in that use steroids. Just, I, well, I mean, I'm sure everybody's shouting, uh, you know, Big Poppy. Though he never had a failed drug test uh, once they were mandated by the league. I will say right. that. But he was uh, in the Mitchell Report which gets you minus points on our show. But yeah, I uh Gary Sheffield I I don't think he's going to get in.
1: He he was an awesome hitter. He really was. He really was, I, I yeah. He's hall of fame material either.
0: Uh remember what position he played when he came up with the Brewers? He was a shortstop, wasn't he? Yeah, shortstop and third base, I think. Yeah. He, he and was B, no, BJ Surhoff came up as a catcher at that yes. point with the Brewers too, huh? Yeah. Those guys had good careers, just not where they started. Uh, let's see. I, we know this guy's not going to get in. I know your feelings on Omar Vizquel. <laughs> we can we can leave that where it is. Yeah, we'll leave that. And then final, this is this is one that uh, I'm 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 for getting in. Billy Wagner.
1: Yeah, I'm on your side on this one too. Um, just take a look at his career numbers. You know, aside from the 422 saves, his career whip is under one
0: jeez yeah that's a point you know? i just i just popped his page open here Uh 0.998 career whip
1: yeah wow and Stratomatic that makes him uh, a, a near deity
0: yeah <laughs> i mean think about i mean as a closer too to come in and yeah. on average you know have under one guy reach base every inning you pitch that's pretty impressive
1: right and plus he was an astro so you know
0: well, and he was consistent too. never led the 30. league in saves, had 422, as you mentioned, never led the league in saves. So uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Plus, he was 5'10", 180 pounds. You know, closers these days are like look like linebackers. <laughs> so true. And so true. Yeah, just a, and and not many are lefties. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean he had uh, he had a lot going for him. I I think he should get in career WAR of twenty seven point eight. But as a, as a closer, you don't really look at WAR. But yeah, I, I'm I'm for Billy Wagner getting in. Uh, this is uh, this is what I'm thinking we're doing. We're we should do here, Mark. I think we should post this ballot somewhere. We're not on on Twitter much. Uh, well, we've been posted on Twitter for almost a year now. Uh, maybe we'll post this on our threads. Uh. On threads and maybe on Instagram, uh, post this ballot and have uh, have our listeners send uh, fill it out and send it in. Let's Absolutely. Uh, let's do a two strike noise Hall of Fame ballot and just see what everybody's thoughts are here. Uh, if you want to include reasoning behind some of these, feel free to. We're always uh, always up to hear everybody's opinion here. But I'm going to post this on our socials. And uh, if you want, go ahead, put some checks by here and uh, get it back to us. And let's uh, in a in a show or two, we will announce who's going in on our Hall of Fame. How about
1: that? That's right. Which is represented by a few uh, five by seven pictures tacked to the wall, Uh, (laughs) which is an honor in itself. I think
0: just printed out from like a a scanned newspaper from their rookie season. Yeah, that's right. It's something that'll be in your house. We'll hang that up. It already is. Uh, Well, we don't know who's in yet. So just Ricky and Omar. (laughs) My guy and your guy. Oh, that's my guy. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, look out for that. We will uh, post that and uh, get back to us on that all right well that's it uh like i said we we kind of just wanted to get back get back in the swing of things uh people have been asking where we are are we coming back of course we're coming back i just need a little bit of time to lick my wounds still not doing great but uh i'll 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 manage to get by getting ready for fantasy camp Uh, i'm playing an actual league game this weekend mark Sweet. Yeah, I haven't played in in like two months, but we'll go out and try not to hurt myself. But uh, I'm excited about that more than anything. Uh, Like I said, there's baseball on if you want to watch it. Really, the four corners of the earth, except for the, no, even for the States, we got the Arizona Fall League. So uh, it's not hard to find baseball if you want it right now. But uh, if you want to talk baseball, this is the place Uh, we're going to take a week off of Wax Packs Heroes this week, but we will be back next week on the scoreboard. I am leading 14 to 11. Champagne's already cooling in my clubhouse. I only need six more wins. (laughs) Very confident. How many chickens have you counted? No, all of them. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right man <laughs> but we'll get back to that uh, on the next show next week let me just uh say that we'll probably take a, a week off for the holidays at the end of december and then uh middle of january i'll be at fantasy camp so we'll take a week off then as well but thanks everybody for hanging in there uh look out for those ballots uh, i'll put some links in the show notes as to where you can find them and uh, yeah, thank you very much for uh, for uh, sticking around with us. And uh, we will see you on the. Uh, oh wait, no, we're well, not going to see you yet, Mark. They've got an email address that likewise they could send ballots in if they want to.
1: Yes, send us your ballots, your thoughts on who should and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You can take issue with Jeff or I or both of us on on who we would have and wouldn't have voted for. You can write to us at Two Strike Noise. At gmail.com. That's two strike noise, not the number two.
0: That's it. You can do just two strike noise. Type it in anywhere you're going to find us. But
1: uh, yeah, we're on all formats and you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, You're smart.
0: People who listen to our show are very smart. Our Cities website is still up even. So <laughs> that's <laughs> find us everywhere. But thanks again for everybody for joining us. And we will see you again next week on another episode of Two Strike noise. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day.